This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. Chris Liss here talking with Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. Going to handicap these games in a bit. Um, how did we do last week? I, I, I so don't care anymore that I don't even remember who we had. Oh, calm down. We did all right in the Super Contest. We went three and two. Uh, that's not all right. Three and two is like 0 oh and five at this point. Well, we dug ourselves a little bit of a hole, yes. But we, uh, we won with the Saints, Seahawks, and Bucks and uh, lost... Uh, Bears. Uh, the funny thing was the Bears and, and Patriots both lost outright, so <laughs> that wasn't very good. Right. It's like when you win a coin flip and then lose badly. You know, we should have taken the Steelers. That was so obvious. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I have them at 25 to 1 win the Super Bowl in a big bet. So I, I, they're like my, they're by far my favorite team right now. I mean, the Niners are obviously done for, so Steelers are the team I root by far the most for. So, yeah, they, we should have. Yeah, I, you know, I try to stop caring about the Giants and the Redskins let them right back in it. You know, it's just like, just put us out of our misery already. I can't take it. Jeff tried to get me to rant on Monday about it on the show, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm not going to. And then, I, of course, I did. But it's just <laughs> like, I, I'm just not, you know, just get me out of this. Get me off this train. You know, so I, don't, I don't want the emotional attachment to this anymore. Hey, you sound, one thing that's better, you sound a little bit clearer this week compared to last yeah, because I, I, obviously I recorded through the wrong device, basically, uh, whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to blame Heather or Sasha. I think they moved the camera that was plugged in, and the webcam has a – I guess it has like an audio component. And somehow that reset uh, the input to that. And so you you said you, you could tell that I sounded different, but you didn't say anything. And an hour later, of course, we just – I had to launch it because you know, we can't start over again. We, I don't have another hour in me when we do an hour of these. No, definitely not. No, I, I'm sick this week too, so I'm sure I sound bad. I've, I'm work, fighting through a cold right now, but Clay Thompson's X-ray just came back negative, so so I'm happy. I, I was I was on uh, a really bad state about an hour ago. I don't know. I know you're not a big uh, NBA fan, but the Warriors uh, had a huge lead in Indiana, and uh, their their backups blew it in the fourth quarter, and they brought had to bring back their starters in. And Clay Thompson, who had eight threes in the first half, ten total, was on the 
the verge of, of tying the NBA record of 12, Kobe Bryant, threes in a game, badly rolled his ankle, and I was uh, not, not in good spirits, but uh, supposedly it's, it's not too severe. So, so we can continue on. Well, I'll tell you two things. One is I'm totally aware of that because I've been doing NBA DFS, so I suddenly know about basketball. I don't know that much. Just put my two dollars in, one ten, or I'm up. We'll see what happens with the last game pending. But have ten, despite rostering James Harden, who cost me you know the most of anybody and got had a horrible game. I'm still cashing uh, because I'm I just win money in NBA, and I think it's because I don't know the NBA. I think it's because I'm not biased. I just put in like that couple of scrubs that are getting minutes that night, and then I just grab some superstars that have a good matchup, and I don't know, and I seem to win money. It's crazy. Nice. Yeah, James Harden's on our League of Leagues teams as well. You, do you realize that Cousin Sal's winning the NBA? I thought Paul. I thought with Paul George and Harden, we'd be crushing. No, we're doing, we're doing just fine. We're right there, and, and we, we have Kyrie Irving coming back soon. But, but Cousin Sal won uh, baseball, has the most points in football, and is winning NBA. I, he's a ser- I guess he's a serious fantasy player. <laughs> I, he has a partner, to be fair, but, I mean, he, like, responds to trade offers to me and stuff, so it's like I think he's really into it. I, I got to say I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, well, here's something I'm not impressed about, and this is – and you know what's coming. and you know I know what's coming, and I have oh. a follow-up too, but go ahead. Oh, my God. I mean, this is really – I mean, seriously, dude. Here's what happened. Jonah Carey has been making some bad trades from the start of this league. I mean, he's been ripping people off. And obviously it takes, you know, it's not like collusion. He's not cheating in that way. He's not like, give me 20 bucks and I'll make this trade. There's nothing, you know, like that going on. But Definitely not. No. I, I mean, he's, he would never do that. But, but here's the thing. He just traded. And this is just disgusting. It's because he knows everybody in the league and he's always like hounding people for trades because he does that, right? He doesn't talk to us much because he knows we're not going to do one of those trades. But I'm sure he talks to all these other guys who have different expertise in different sports. Anyway, he makes a trade with Will Leach. And the trade is... There's some scrubs thrown in, but the basic, you know, outline of the trade is he gets D'Angelo Williams, who's a top three running back for the playoffs this year right now, uh, for essentially Gene Segura, who I cut in, in a 15-team friends and family league down the stretch going for the title. I mean, I, you know, Gene Segura is a marginal player. He would be either on a bench or on the waiver wire, probably on a bench, maybe subbing in if people got injuries in the middle infield. And for him, Jonah got a top three running back for the playoffs. And then what makes me really disgusted is that we play him this week in the first uh, round. That's where I was going. Yeah, that's where I was going next. So you, you did look at that. I look, and, and I, I will be apoplectic if you, we you, lose. Be, you if we lose because D'Angelo Williams does, you know, six points or eight or ten points, whatever scrub he would have had, would have done, I'm not going to be that mad. But if he gets like 25 points and we lose by five – I don't know. It might be World War Three. I don't know if I can. You know, the other thing, too, is, is this league is I – mean, let me make this even further here. Uh, it's an on-base percentage league in baseball. Gene Segura had a 281 on-base percentage last year. It's, it's just, you know, it should be reversed, that trade. I mean, I, I tried it with the, with the horrible Gio Gonzalez trade that was made, and basically the only standard they're going to go by is outright collusion, which obviously there isn't. But obviously Will Leach just doesn't give a fuck because his team's out of the playoffs in football, although there's like a – consolation tournament that's going to totally impact where you are in the standings overall, which is, I mean, it's not collusion, but it's just, it's just not doing your due diligence. It's just giving up. There's actually not, there's not a consolation. Oh, it's just isn't. whatever you finish seven through 12 is what right now is oh, what okay. you get. You're stuck. Okay. So, yeah. all right. In his defense then. Okay. Then I will, I will defend that he 
had every reason to move D'Angelo Williams. He should have moved him. There's but no at least sent an email, a league-wide email. Right, right. So, so it, okay, so in that case, if there's no consolation break, and I thought there was on the site, but if there is none, then obviously D'Angelo Williams, who's not a keeper at age 32 with Bell coming back, you know, maybe he has some value somewhere, but it's obviously not a big consideration next year. But obviously he has so much value. And I, I stole a league from a guy once, and this, you know, we talked about this on the show. I once traded, I saw this dude, he was in the last place, uh, in baseball, and he had Mario and Rivera. He was in last place in saves, not last place overall, but last place in saves. And he had Rivera, and he was like 20 saves behind the second to last guy. So he, so Rivera was essentially useless for him. And I convinced him, this was like 2003 or four or something like that, just take Jason Tyner. Remember him? I was like, yes. he'll steal you like 20 bases the rest of the way, and you'll move up a bunch of spots in there. And Rivera's doing nothing. He, you know, there's some other guys surname, but that was the gist of the deal. He said yes. He did move up maybe a spot or two in steals. I moved up eight spots in a very tight saves race and won the league. Now, you know, you could say well, it's a good trade for him, too. He moved up a spot. He wouldn't have moved up without it. It's a terrible trade for him. A trade is basically collusion. A trade is legal collusion. It's like we're both going to collude against the rest of the league to improve our teams at their expense. If one team is getting 90% of that improvement or 95 and the other is getting 5 even though they are better off, that is a terrible trade for the person getting 5% because they have not shared the windfall. It doesn't have to be 50-50. It could be 40-60, 55-45, even 35-65 in this case. But But not 95-5. This is 95-5, right? I mean, Segura is borderline droppable in this league. And so, you know. And and it's not just, I mean, we're not just talking about a top player in a sport. A running back that you only need to have healthy for four weeks, who's a top five-ish, if not higher, is just, I mean, it's the biggest difference maker among the three sports in which this League of Leagues uh, consists of. Is It would be a fantasy running back. It's, it's just On the best offense in the NFL right now, basically. It's ridiculous. Like, if we needed a running back, I would have been like, and Will had like sent out an email to everybody. The problem is, you know, Jonah knows these guys. It's his league. He organized it. So he's, like, friendly with all of us individually. Again, I doubt he's going to ever make a trade with us. Because we won't make one of those trades. But he knows all the guys. So he's always going to be checking out everyone's roster and emailing everybody. We could do that. And not like people aren't responsive. They are. But he's going to just have that rapport to, like, go after all these guys and make these trades happen. And these guys aren't, you know, they should be like, okay, well, that's a pretty weak offer. But, I am, de- you know, it's, if anything at all, I'll take for him because I don't need him. But let me just email out to the league. And, you, and, and, you know, that's all he would have to do. And if we needed a running back, you know, I would have given up Prince Fielder. I would have right. given up a good hitter. Again, an on-base percentage league. <laughs> that's a top five-round hitter I would have given up for D'Angelo Williams in this case because it could be the difference from finishing sixth or finishing first, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could blame me because I'm the guy running the day-to-day operations. But I will say I, I had the foresight. I had Steelers defense. I picked them up a week right. ahead to use last week. They got 22 points compared right. to our Packers who had like four um, I've actually been really paying attention, but we have Ronnie Hillman and, and LeGarrette Blunt to choose to start in our flex. Like we, you know, to go along with Gurley, um, you know, and uh, Thomas who Rawls. Who's and Thomas Rawls. Yeah. Gurley's a oh, another pickup by me. Another pickup by me. So, so we're like, you know, not necessarily desperate for me to even be looking for right. trade. Well, no, so no, I don't think you needed to be looking for a trade for a running back. I mean, if we needed one, you should have been, but we didn't. I don't think I, w- I would not have given Fielder for Williams because it, we wouldn't have needed it. Now Gurley is really shaky though, so maybe we should have. But, but the point is, I wouldn't have been looking to do that. Um, right. But, well, hold on, hold on. So, so if there's any, I'm just gonna gonna going to say that there's justice in fantasy football after Mark Stopa benched a player on Monday night to 100% screw me over 
And uh, it resulted in me outscoring him by by 60 points in his $10,000 league uh, this week. So I, I'm happy that I – and you know who I face, right? You face me. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty pretty intense. You'll see justice get served this week, though. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I have a better <laughs> team than you. You outscored me. The point was making the playoffs based yeah, on yeah. that. No, no, no. I, who knows? I mean, it's one week. Um, I do. Uh, I am worried on our team. I'm worried about Julio Jones against Josh Norman, though. And Julio Jones hasn't been that good anyway. Well, well. What about someone who owns uh, Jameis Winston in a two QB league? But Jameis Winston, Austin Safarian Jenkins, who, who I've held onto that carcass all year in a two two tight end league, and um, and Doug Martin in a home matchup against the Saints. That's not good for me that I draw that. Um, but, I, you know, I have Cam going at home against the Falcons. They have a very good team. Yeah, you have I just really- have a really good team. You know, I've got Freeman who's going to get like a million catches. And, uh, you know, Eddie Lacy I think might be out of the dog. I need him to get out of the doghouse and, and do something in a pretty good matchup at home against Dallas. So, you know, I've got – How do you have Sammy Watkins, by the way? I traded uh, Watkins because I had a, lo- a lot of decent receivers to, to Andy Barron's for Joe Flacco. And, again, two-quarterback league. Early on, and I didn't see that he had made a trade. Did he drop him? He Did dropped him. him? And, but remember, he was hurt for a couple of games, and I picked him up, and I just kind of weathered it. Uh, the Eagles allow the most fantasy points. I to know, I know. First in the NFL. He might have uh, like a 200 to 180 score or something like that. Uh, a ridiculous thing. So, yeah. I, you know, I, my team's pretty good. Um, and I think, you know, I have Travis Benjamin looks like he's healthy. I'm going to probably use him in my flex, and I think Johnny Manziel is going to get him the ball. Uh, you know, okay, we'll get to some of these games. It was interesting. I, I – I don't like to look at too much DFS stuff, but I got, I don't know, somehow I got through some Twitter links onto this guy, JM to win. He's a, he's like a writer and he does some DFS and it was a pretty uh, good article. But one thing he said that really stuck with me, cause I have, I've already set a lot of preliminary DFS lineups and I'm like, okay, Johnny Manziel is going to torch the Niners at home last week, sort of the red herring that they're D played better. But, you know, this is going to be like Johnny Manziel showing the Browns. What this dude wrote. And I actually as I had a hard time disagreeing with it was that, the Browns are going to play like a painfully vanilla game. Like Mike Pettin is such a douchebag. Like he's going to just, they're going to try to put him in the pocket. Don't do any freelancing now, Johnny. You know, don't be like partying on the, you know, you can't party off the field. Not only can you not party off the field, but you can't even play your game on the field. You got to be a pocket passer. You know, they're going to try to do that to him. And it's just going to be a boring ass running the ball to Isaiah Crowell piece of shit game when, come on, let's light this shit up. You know, yeah, you're well, whatever. Part of the problem, let's fucking let this thing go. Let's let Johnny Manziel light it up at home against the Niners and let's do it. But I, you know, I read that I'm still going to have some shares of Johnny Manziel, but it just was so hard not to be convinced that Mike Pettin is just not going to let that happen. And part of that problem there is the Niners do still have the worst offense in the NFL, arguably. And I know they played better of late, but you realize Blaine Gabbert got 6.1 YPA last week with the 71-yard touchdown pass in overtime. So, so this is going to – what's the over-under in that game, 40? It's low. It's like it's, I mean, it's 40 and a half yeah. or whatever. I know. I understand. I get all the reasons why not. But it should be let this guy loose, and they're not going to do it. I mean, it's just – the small-mindedness of some of these coaches, I can't – I just don't understand how people like that wind up in position. Well, yeah, of course I do. Look at the United States Senate. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just amazing though that people like that wind up in positions of leadership. It's just, it's just sad. But you know what? He really showed Johnny Manziel last week. How uh, he really showed him, didn't they? With the Browns. Oh yeah, for sure. That was an I'm awesome sure game. Lesson. Quality, yep. quality football. All right. And you know what's funny was I don't know if you saw a portion of that game and Jeff was talking about this on Monday, but like the announcers for God knows what reason. I think it was Matt Millen. I don't know who it was. We're bending over backwards to praise Austin Davis. Like this was 
you know, he's really struggling. He doesn't have a lot around him. You know, he's, he's making the right read. They're just saying all sorts of total BS when they were getting crushed. It's like, it's like the whole, you know, it's like, I don't know. They're they're all in cahoots, like these announcers and coaches to like kind of put forward these uh, narratives about these players. It's very weird. Yeah, that was a, a, a pathetic performance. Uh, but um, yeah, me, me and you, by the way, are, are not only going heads in Mark Stopa, but you just took me out in our uh, our weekly. Uh, I don't think you've joined it every week, but uh, the Yahoo DFS our yeah, tournament. Yeah. I mean, I you that. gave like a point or something, and like uh, I dominated you. Stop making I had, excuses. So we scored so many points compared to the rest, and then uh, that's just that's well, that was totally my second week joining. The first week I took second, so I didn't pay, and then last week all you guys have to pay me, and, and I expect that. I don't have to pay for anything second. Oh, you don't. That's, right. yes. you that's don't. total BS. I've only gotten paid by Brad Evans and uh, Pinas. So I'm waiting for the other. They will. They. I've done it. All, I've done it every They've week. All, you've gotten paid. Okay, good. I don't want to have to chase these people down for twenty bucks. I don't have to go to their house and get physical with them. Right, right. It's just such a hazard of doing this fantasy stuff. You always have to go to people's houses, intimidate them physically to get the money. I stuff. usually just hire out for that. You do? No, I do it personally. All right, okay. I want them, you know, I think it's more effective when you do it in person. Yeah. Make, make eye contact. All right. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, an intense week 14 coming up, though. Like, again, this is big, man. There's a lot of shit going on. In a $10,000 league, we're, we're going head to head. If you beat me, I will be. I will strangle you. If Jonah beats us because of D'Angelo Williams and you beat me, I'm going to be in a bad mood next Tuesday. (laughs) It usually doesn't take much to get you fired up. If that happens, then really watch out. Dude, I woke up this morning enraged, enraged today. You ever get out of bed and, like, everything you see and read just makes you enraged? Yes, probably not as often as you, but it's it's happened. For me, it's called morning, yeah. Yeah, It's called every day, yeah. yeah. But let me just say one other thing. I wrote about this, too. My neighbor, okay, this is the next door neighbor. He's this dude. He's okay, you know, whatever. I don't, whatever. I'm not going to say anything about his character. But he's real cheap, okay? That's the thing. And he, there are like these thin trees that kind of divide our backyard and his sort of complex. He has like three or four units. They're all like two stories. Then he rents them out. And we share a fence. But these trees were there like growing on his side of the fence. And, they, and you know, they were providing some privacy for our yard. And he asked, he's like, you know, is it really expensive to maintain and the roots are breaking up my driveway. So do you mind? Like, I'll cut them down and we can split the cost of the bushes. They're not that much. It's like 350 175 each. And it'll be a lot cheaper to maintain. So we'll get the money back eventually. And, you know, we're like, eh, it's breaking up his driveway. Okay, fine. You know, the bushes will replace the trees. We kind of like the trees, but they're not like nice, beautiful, big trees. They're like these skinny trees. But collectively, they gave us some privacy. So I didn't really check it out. And Heather, he was dealing with Heather. So I said, yeah, okay, it's fine. It's 175 bucks. We'll just do it. So he cuts down the trees and dude, I'm like barbecuing and I look over and one of his tenants is like basically in my yard. I mean, the dude is like sitting on the second floor, can see everything in my yard, what I'm cooking. I'm like, this, this is terrible. So, you know, I'm like, you better email him. Like, where are these bushes that are supposed to be in here? And he's like, oh, well, the ideal time is until January to plant them. And, you know, they're really small. They're going to take months or I don't know, a year, I don't know, to grow to like the height where we have some privacy again. I, and I was like, Heather, you better email this dude and tell him that's not okay. So she emails him and says, you know, we, we're really kind of disturbed that we lost all our privacy. Like, we, you know, when are these going to be done and we need bigger ones? And he's like, well, you know, for us, it's not really a big thing because when, when we first moved in here 10 or 12 years ago, way before I moved in, there, you know, it was just like this the whole time before those trees were even there. So I email and I'm like, dude, it's irrelevant what it was like when you were there. When you asked us to cut these trees, there was plenty of privacy. And so... Basically, 
I just to be nice, I didn't want to lose the trees, but I was like to be a good neighbor because your driveway is getting messed up, which is a legitimate concern. It seemed I was willing to say okay to this, provided and even chip in for the new bushes, provided that we're not like be you know have the same amount of privacy that we had before we did this. I, I, I wouldn't have done this, you know. I, I, I didn't benefit me; it benefited him. And he's acting like he sent this email like both to Heather. He was like, "Well, here's some more expensive trees that are full grown. I can't really afford them, so if you guys can find a better price, what the fuck?" That dude's like washing his hands of it now. So this is not. Yeah, that's, I would say that's beyond irrelevant what it was like before. I mean, he was literally trying to act like, well, for us, it was like not a big thing. And I'm like, yeah, because A, you moved to Vancouver and it's just your tenants here. And B, what do you care if your tenants can see into our yard? It doesn't bother you. Why would you care? Right? So I yeah. mean, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm enraged about that. <laughs> I'm fucking enraged about that. I'm going to build like a $2,000 like patio thing with vines going through it or something. To like, you know, it's going to cost me a lot of money. Anyway, it's just infuriating. So there's that, and there's the Jonah thing, which is just so infuriating. And then in the NFFC, I, basically, I finished a game out of first place, but I had the most points. But you know how it works in NFFC? Like, you get... Uh, I, I am very much so aware of how... I, I finished 16 points out of the, final, the third playoff, which the only three teams make the playoffs. Right. Well, so, well, that's only if there's, like, a high point... If the record guy doesn't have the high points. But I would have the record and the points. I finished one game out with the most points by far. But the reason I don't have a better record than the guy in first, and so we have to play for this 800 instead of me just having the 800, is twofold. Is one, because he won his game in week 12, trailing by five on the block field goal touchdown. Okay? So that got him a win. That's, that's the difference. Okay? And two, I, that wouldn't have mattered because I would have won also, but for the Travis Benjamin touchdown two minutes before that, that sunk me, and then the block field goal won it for him. And then he was two games up, so the fact that I won this week and he lost doesn't matter. But in addition, the other reason I lost is because at the last second, I started the Chiefs over the Bengals that week. And in addition, the other reason I lost is because Romo got negative .9 on, on Thanksgiving. So basically, that cost me 800 bucks. So I woke up this morning enraged. Well, hold on. It could be, it's a lot more than that. So you're out of the playoffs? No, I'm in. I, I have the most points. But I'm saying, instead of... Oh, they get the, the points paid for if you have the one seed. Right. Especially, Basically, okay. we each get 700 now. We play you know, for right. 800. We play for it, which I may win anyway. But... Had I had that crazy stuff not happened, I would have just won fifteen hundred. He would have got seven hundred. Right. Well, I I just really hope that I can make you even further enraged by oh. beating you in Stopa. I just I you will. That would not be a good day for you. Trust oh, me. That would be an excellent day for me. <laughs> no, it's not going to be worth it. I promise. I, will I promise. I'll, I'll make sure you regret it. All right. Let's so move one of these picks. Let's get these. Nobody cares about these picks, by the way. But we're going to do it anyway. All right. You ready? You ready? I'm go? ready. Let's go over these. All right. All right. So Minnesota's plus seven and a half right now. It's moving up uh, in Arizona on Thursday night. I have. A, I'm going to take a side. I know who it is. I'll let you go first. Arizona's really good. Um, they're the second best offense in the NFL. Um, this would only be a one and a half point spread in Minnesota, who seems like continues to look like a bigger and bigger fraud. So I will lay the points and take the cards. Moreover, Minnesota is missing three of its best defensive players. It's missing Linval Joseph, ex-giant, who's been clogged the middle. It's missing uh, what's that, what's that linebacker's name that's crushing it for them? Missing him and Harris, and, right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, they're missing three of their best defensive players. Arizona's rolling. I think they crush. I think they win. You know what's funny about fantasy football? I have David Johnson as my number two fantasy back this week. I don't think that's crazy. You, you know, I, I've been. I, the other thing I want to say real quick is in DFS, I was up to nineteen grand at the end of the uh, fourth quarter in my winnings. 
But uh, it got whittled down. It's like all the, I was done after the first wave of games. It got whittled down to 600 bucks. But the, the lineups that were good, it was like TJ Yeldon and Javoris Allen. It was like just use those two like mid-level running backs all the time. Don't, even, don't ever pay up for running back. Yeah, especially I'd say this year, right? I, I've been doing the same. Just pick whichever mid-level running back you know is going to – like TJ Yeldon this week is like great. Yeah, I like Yeldon this week. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between him and Adrian Peterson? I actually, I'd rather have Yeldon. All right. Um, we got Pittsburgh plus oh, – You know who has Yeldon and Stolpa? You have Yeldon too? I, I do. Jesus, man. I mean, I have a ridiculous team, but I'm, I'm getting you the wrong week. Well, I do have Amari Cooper at Denver, which is yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's good. But I do also have Scott Chandler without Gronkowski. Eh, I'm, I'm not – Huge on him. He could be good. I'm not sold. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my team's loaded, but it sounds like your team's, you know, peaking at the right time. Yeah, we'll see. Also, Stafford at St. Louis isn't very good either. Yeah, that's not great. And, I, you know, I, I keep sitting uh, Eli, I mean, Bortles for Eli. No, I saw you have three really good quarterbacks. That's I up. know. Stope is so ridiculous. He, he, he got outbid by Bortles, and he was trying to, like, uh, you know, lowball me all the time to trade for him. If he just, like, Manned up and like paid the fad that I asked and gave me a decent profit on it. He would have, he might have made the playoffs. He would have made the playoffs. You wouldn't even, you and I wouldn't even be having this conversation. Even better. All right. So um, let's do Pittsburgh plus three at Cincy. I knew this would be three. I mean, I just, when I picked the lines, it was three. Um, Who do you like here? Yeah, whatever. I mean, this is exactly what the spread should be. Um, Give me the Steelers because of my aforementioned bet. I, I like rooting for them, they have a fantastic offense. But having said that, if the Bengals were – if this was a two-and-a-half-point spread, I would take Cincy. I mean, it's that close. This is just what it should be. Um, but I, 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 you know, I have an easier time seeing an upset than I do a uh, win by four points in what should be a very close game. Both very good teams. You know, I mean, just uh, just very good teams. Is Eifert out? That, no, I, I don't know that yet. I've okay. looked at updates. I don't think – it's just unclear right now. Not that that would move the line, but it's, it's just another but, one. Sure. Something, yeah. But it's just something. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably take Pittsburgh too. I just think it's it's a this is going to be end up being a fifty fifty game with both teams moving up and down the field, and whoever has the ball last is going to win. All right, I'm with you on that. Uh, Buffalo um, looks like they're minus one at Philly. Philly, let's just talk about Philly for a second. Okay. You said they were going to lie down in at, you know Thanksgiving, and I didn't really believe the hype. Of course, I was wrong. They just didn't even show up. It was embarrassing. It was a divisional title on the line and national game on Thanksgiving. Didn't even play. Next week, they go into Foxborough. Obviously, uh, New England's depleted, but their D's legit. And, you know, they got lucky with special teams, but they showed up. I mean, they were trying hard. And oh, no, we, both, we took them. At, we both agreed uh, wholeheartedly to take them in super contests, the Pats. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so I just – I, I was right even though I was wrong on Thanksgiving. You just don't believe that stuff about motivation. It's, it's just garbage, man. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I did not claim that that was going to be the case the rest of the season. I do think a lot of that's, what's the term, armchair psychology or whatever. So, no, I I didn't think that they were going to totally lay down for the whole rest of the season. Oh, so they just selectively lay down on Thanksgiving Day? It's Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I, get, I get what you're saying. What, what, uh, <laughs> they, if they quit on their coach and then with the division on the line and then get blown out, embarrassed – and then, and it's over for them, you know, more or less at the time. Why would they try against the Patriots? Yeah, I guess maybe I worded it wrong arguing with you. I just thought this team isn't very good, and and I was more more of a 
you know, on-field product than it was an anecdotal uh, psychological one. Uh, I still think they're not very good. I mean, that I know what you're saying that they showed up, but those are some fluky stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean but, that, that. Yeah, but they showed up. I mean, look, it was fluky, but you still don't go into New England and win even with fluky stuff if you're playing the way they did in Detroit. They would have lost a hundred and nothing in New England. I don't care who's suiting up. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I mean, so it's just we just don't know about this stuff. I, I okay. I'm sorry if I argued differently. I'm, not, I, I'm I, asking I, for I an apology. I'm. I, don't be so defensive. No, no, no. I agree. I agree with you that 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 you shouldn't try to overanalyze as far as if the team's totally quitting. I agree. I agree. I, with I, I'm not. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. Doesn't this teach us? Teach one that like all that stuff is just such noise. Like it's just if it pans out, you think it's because of that, but it's just because of something else. Um, all right, but let's not that a team couldn't quit. It's just that you won't know, <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't really know. So anyway, what do you think about this Buffalo laying a point in Philly? I think Tyrod Taylor is a six to zero touchdown. INT race two over the last two games, 8.0 YPA on the year. Their last two losses came in, in new England with a loaded new England team and in Kansas city, which looks like a legit team each by one score. This Eagles team is still, even after last week's victory, has allowed 39.3 points over their last three games. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised by this spread. Maybe it's almost too obvious, but it seems to me like Buffalo is the obvious pick here. Yeah, I don't feel that way. I'm, I'm not going to commit to Philly. I've got to write the column tomorrow. I, I don't know. Um, I think Bradford, as bad as he's been at times, is way better than Sanchez. Sanchez was just disgusting. I think that made a difference. Um, I do think that you know, they played okay in New England. They are legitimately, I think they may even be the favorite to win the division right now. Um, and Buffalo is missing some defensive players. I think they're missing Stephon Gilmore, the best cover corner, one of their best. And uh, I think they're missing one of the Williamses on the line. Um, and uh, I think he's going to beat him on, in Philly. Who's, I mean, Jordan Matthews. You never know with Philly. It could be Brent Selleck. It could be Jordan Matthews. It could be Nelson Aguilar. It could be, you know, Josh Huff. Who knows? Sure, um, but I, I'm going to just withhold. I don't have a. I'm, I don't have a feel for this. I got. I got to look into some other stuff. Oh, you're not factored into the Sean McCoy revenge game. That, Come on. I, I'm going to have him in DFS for sure. <laughs> I mean, for sure, I'm going to have him. Okay, well, they actually marked this one. So if you're not feeling strong, just... I mean, you could take it. I mean, who cares at this point? Who cares? I mean, you got to just go five and zero. We, we basically, if we go, what do we have? Four more weeks. Five more weeks. Uh, no, we have 14, 15, 16, 17. We have four more weeks. If we go twenty and zero, do we cash? I don't know. Let's just say we do. Let's treat it like we do. Okay. I actually marked a few, uh, like a handful this week. So okay. if you feel strong about two or three, then I mean, we can I'm take not, this I'm not away. against you using Buffalo. I just, what? I'm just not I'm sure where I, I feel. Okay. Stand Fair up. enough. Okay. So now we got um, Atlanta plus seven and a half at Carolina. And I know where I stand on this. I'll just well, tell you. Fuck Atlanta. They suck every week. They, they, they never cover and they never, they always get too much respect. Atlanta is one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Carolina is one of the best. It's in Carolina. Isn't this line? Shouldn't this line be 13? I mean, why is Atlanta seven and a half point underdogs? I just don't why understand. Do you, why are you speaking first this game? Because that's exactly what I was going to say. This is the weirdest. Every weirdest week, every of- week it's like this. Every week it's like, oh, they're only favorite. They're only underdog. Oh no, they were they were underdogs against Minnesota, but only by two. They're in Tampa Bay, but they're not getting the full three. It's like every week the the odds makers give Atlanta this bizarre respect that they don't deserve. That's the weirdest spread of the week for me. I mean, this would be one one point spread essentially, and if this game were played in Atlanta, I mean, I've been fading Carolina. I don't think they're that you know amazing, but this team's undefeated, 
and the Falcons are terrible. What, I don't understand the spread at all. It's in Carolina. What, what is going on? The Falcons have scored one offensive touchdown during five of their past eight games. Hat tip, Mike Clay. That that is really really bad. I mean, this offense is terrible. I, I I don't get this at all. I know they gave up some points in New Orleans, but who cares? Whatever. The Saints can score at home. They they still got it together and came back in a trap game and won. I mean, the Panthers are really good at football. The Falcons are really bad. Don't don't get this spread at all. I don't, and it's it's looked like it opened at six and a half, which is just insane. So you're on board, definitely using this one. I yeah. mean, I, look, I, I, we'll probably end up being wrong because this is the super duper sharp whatever but i can't go there i'm i got carolina it's, i don't even see an argument exactly I, I just i you know when you really don't understand it sometimes it's wrong but like i i can't you know let let, let it let i'd like to be proven wrong on this because i don't see it you realize julio jones it. had 17 targets for 93 yards last week that's it, know, against that's, tampa's that's, pasty i mean dude Make a big play for once in a while. And, and now he's now he's uh, lined across Josh Norman. Yeah, and that's the other thing. This is a terrible <laughs> matchup for Atlanta because their only really explosive guy who can't even make a big play is matched up against a shutdown guy. So who's going to make a play for them? Devonta Freeman's fine to catch seven yard passes, but what else? Yeah, are they so on do? passes and passes thrown to Josh Norman this season um, because he actually was burnt uh, on one play last week. Uh, it's like up to like the quarterback rating is thirty nine point nine, I believe, something like that. Pro Football Focus had. Um, which is only slightly better than uh, if you just threw the ball no, away each time. Yeah, just throwing it away every time, right? So, I mean, this is just – this is gross. All right. I mean, I'm going to say Carolina 31, Atlanta 13. I mean, something like that. So, okay. Uh, San Francisco, this is an interesting one. This is the Johnny Manziel one that I, I like, Johnny Manziel. Okay, Johnny Manziel is guarding the quarterback. San Francisco is getting only one and a half. I mean, this is a piece of shit team. And they're on the road. And this is how low Cleveland has fallen in the Mike Pettin era. This is what Mike Pettin has wrought. You are not even a full three-point favorite against San Francisco. But you show Johnny Manziel. That's the important thing. What do you think about this? Yeah, I had, I had the Bears in a teaser last week. And I'm rooting for my Niners to get a worse draft pick, essentially. Um, so it's quite, quite infuriating, that, that game in Chicago last week. Um, well, Cutler fell apart, man. Cutler... I swear, I, that guy was great when there was no pressure, when the Bears were kind of a joke, nobody took him seriously, Alshon was in and out of the lineup, it wasn't anybody's fault, he could just play. And then suddenly they're a seven-point favorite, they're a fringe playoff contender, and just falls apart. I don't know if that's why, but it certainly seems like that. No, really bizarre. I love Jeffrey. He's an easy top-five fantasy oh. receiver last week, and, and I had him in DF, DFS. Dude, and he uh, If he got two touchdowns and, and 160 yards, I would have won, like, maybe 10 grand. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, literally, literally that was the guy in my lineups that, like, didn't do it. You know, on these big lineups that went one $5 to win 150 And, you know, it's only, like, 10 or 12 points or 14 points difference between, you know, $150 on a $5 entry and 5000 It's not much that separates it. And it was basically Jeffrey. Yeah, Robbie Gold missing field goals left too. and right and extra points left and right, um, both teams. uh but, uh, yeah, so, so the 49ers are definitely not laid down. I will give them credit for that. It's talking about teams quitting or whatever. They, they've certainly not done that despite a bunch of turmoil in their front office and all kinds of retirements and injuries and all that. Um, but still, traveling in this 10 a.m. body clock game across the coast yet again, um, I'm guessing uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Cleveland. Manziel teaches Petten a lesson. Take Cleveland. But I will say that Manziel, I'm worried that they're going to put him in some vanilla hellish offense, and it's not really going to be that great. Um, Scott Jensad uh, was worried that uh, Tom Sula is going to grit out a couple wins here and then get hired. 
that he's very worried about that. Oh, well, no. I mean, I think, no, no, no. I follow the Niners very closely. They're, they're, that's their guy. I, I don't know if he's going to be a fall guy. I, I would give it at least 50-50 that he remains their coach. Uh, that's, well, I don't care. I mean, that's fine with me. But Oh, no, at least, at least 50-50. And the, the bigger concern than that, even that is Gabbard. Really believe in Gabbard. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. They're not going there. They're not going there. I don't think well, so. Yeah, I, I think right. he's going to be a quality backup for years to come in the NFL. I think he's earned that. I think that's he's a good. He's definitely played better than expected and absolutely is now a, vi- a, a, a an above average backup for sure. Right, but that's like a great thing to be. I mean, you can in the NFL, he's going to make, you know, a decent for sure. living for another five to ten years now because of that. Yeah. You can be 40 years old and be a backup. Look at Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh, we got, we're both taking Cleveland. Uh, we got Washington plus three at Chicago. I think I know who I'm taking there, but I want to hear from you first. Yeah, I'm going to fade what happened last week with this Bears team. Washington's still winless on the road. They're traveling the entire season, and uh, they're traveling during a short week. Um, you know, again, the Bears looked terrible last week, losing a game in which they were favored by seven points. But they're still defense played fairly well, and they have all their healthy running backs. They They, they should run it down their throats. So, I'm, I'm going to, you know, buy them low, I guess you should say. And I, I'm going to lay the points to take Chicago. Yeah, I'm on Chicago. Washington is bad on the road. And it was that Monday night game was embarrassing. I mean, Truly it was, embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing to be a human being, you know. It was embarrassing to be a sentient living creature on the planet Earth watching that game. <laughs> well, I was going to say just be a football fan that tuned in. You're just saying just to be a part of that. Just to the, be a, like an, a living entity on the Earth. Like there were insects that were embarrassed by that game. It was just... This is just, you know, there were inanimate objects that were embarrassed by that game. It was just how, you know, I mean, the end, I, I wrote about it in my column. Like, the end game sequence was just so stupid. It was like one player or coach, like, out, you know, out moroning the next until the game finally ended. I mean, even though, even after Dan Bailey making, Dan Bailey's money makes that kick, okay, Washington kicks it off short to Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that's like, what are you doing? Like, that's. Just kick it out of bounds, whatever. Why are you kicking the ball to Deshaun Jackson? And then Deshaun Jackson, who should just return it, starts lateraling it. Why? Don't you have a way better chance of him with a running start and room to break one? I don't know. As a, as a Giants fan, you wouldn't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know. I, exactly. I know. You try to get a dig at me, but it's, uh, it's not effective. I don't even care. I'm emotionally removed at this point. No, I'm, you know, I'm talk- obviously about the, the well, how I many know, years ago 2010, was that? I know, I know, yeah. I was, I was, I watched it. I don't no, know. that whole game was, I, I, you know what, it turned into pre- a pretty entertaining game, though, just like, you know, no one expected the, whatever, the Ravens game the week before, right. uh, at least these Monday night games have it strong finishes. One league, a league in which ended up being a different playoff seating than I, than I realized is one of the ones I paid less attention, attention to, um, I was up against. Because there were so few fantasy people involved in that game that could possibly matter, I, I was paying close attention to this one. I was like down two points. Sorry, I was up two points facing Darren McFadden when he scored that touchdown. And then I had uh, Deshaun Jackson. So out, And then he scored the, the touchdown on the other side. So at least that was exciting for me. But yeah, that, that set football and, as you said, the whole human race and, 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 and planet Earth back quite a bit. And don't confuse exciting at the end with good, obviously. It was just having to have some drama to it. That was all. And they blew it. By Washington really blew it. They've been undefeated since week one at home. They had that division. You know, Nobody really... wants the division. You know, Nobody on Thanksgiving, um, the Eagles get totally embarrassed. The Cowboys lose Romo, and they're just out of it. And the Giants, all they got to do is beat Washington, and they got it. 
and they, they don't want it. They, they don't show up. Their offense doesn't show up for three and a half quarters. And then, you know, Washington, all they got to do is beat Dallas, and they don't want it. You know, nobody wants it. I, I think Philly's the favorite. But I actually think the Giants or Philly have to make it because Washington cannot be in the playoffs. They just can't. That team can't. Yeah, I thought I think the I picked the Giants when I was asked earlier today, but I guess their schedule's less favorable. They got to go to Carolina. I, I don't know if they're at Carolina. I think they might be. They're at home. They're home they're... against Carolina. They're at Minnesota, but Minnesota's got some injuries. I mean, that's not that hard. They've got Philly in Week 17. Obviously, that's a big one. They got Miami at Miami this week, which isn't bad. So, no. you know, they got to beat Philly, win this gimme, and then win one of the two others, and they'll get the playoffs. That's but that. they're the best team, right? I mean, I, I I think so, but their D is like last second to last in yardage allowed. I mean, they're only twenty first in points allowed, but you know, they're not good. <laughs> you know, no, no. They have like one good offensive player. It's just, they're not very good. Their offensive line is beat up and not very good. It's it's their running game is non-existent. Their coach is so out to lunch. I mean, I don't know. They're, at least their one good offensive player is pretty good. Oh, it's like Lawrence Taylor. It's like when I got into, you know, when Lawrence Taylor got in the league, it like changed my life. You know, when you get a player like that come in, obviously you had, well, you weren't, you're like not even born when Montana and Rice were at it, but, you know. Nah, calm down. I'm not that young. Okay. But the point is like. I'm currently, currently experiencing it right now with Stephen Curry. Yeah, that's right. You get like a player like that comes into your team and it like revolutionizes your life. You just feel better about stuff. Absolutely. All right. What number win does do the uh, does Golden State lose the streak? Like twenty eight is like twenty eight and one is or something like that. When when are they? Their when, next game Friday's at Boston is actually kind of good. And if Clay doesn't play without Harrison Barnes, I mean they could they could lose their next game. But most people say the 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 game in which they would break the all time record or tie I forget tie or break the all time streak if you count two seasons is Christmas Day against the the Cavs I believe. All right, with LeBron, right? So that'd be like the sickest. Like, and come on, like you're sitting there at Christmas. That would be pretty cool if they reach that. If they reach that far, that would be a good game. I um, mean, five thirty-eight is is they they release their updated projections, and um, it's a uh, seventy-two and ten. Right, that's like what the Bulls did that year, right? It's what the Bulls did. That's yeah. their updated projection. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I think that's low. I think that's too. They, that, that's too regressive. Vegas that's like, was, I mean, like eight to one. It was minus uh, eight hundred. Like. Ten days ago, that they would win, uh, they, they would win seventy-two games. Everything's changing now. So you, so you think it's low? You're saying. Well, I, you know what's the problem is what happens is they let's say they lose at like twenty-eight and one, and then they lose another in like thirty-two and two, and then you know they start sitting people and someone, you know, what I mean, like they're going to start managing minutes because they won't really care as much, right? While they're undefeated, they're going to go all out. But if they lose a few, it's what's the difference if they're seventy-two and ten or seventy-one and I mean they might want to break the record, I guess, but. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that's why there's that because because right. right. they're going to just you know as the season you know takes a toll they're going to they're not going to try and and if Curry gets hurt then it's all over regardless right which is, there's like obviously like a 25 percent chance that he misses a few weeks right. you know any player you know right heavily right. used player like that anyway it's interesting it's cool uh, obviously I I appreciate it and the I don't know if you looked at the standings in Yahoo Friends and Family hoops because I am destroying the entire league Do you know that. No, I haven't. No, I didn't. Didn't. If notice. I were at your team, I wouldn't be looking at the standings either. But I'm by far. No, my in first team's place. fine. Calm down. Calm down. I'm by far in first place. It's not even close. I, every week I win seven two or six three, and it's because I got Curry. I, I I was late for the draft and I was picking second. I got auto picked Curry, and then you know I I got what's his name Porzingis late. I don't know anything about hoops, but I just drafted a great team and none of them. I really like how good. you say what's his name Porzingis when you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> I know he's like the Curry of that, but I'm not even really a Knicks. I mean, I will be when they. I, maybe I'll start watching more Porzingis. No, I know you've checked out for a while, but but he is pretty cool, man. He's he's really good. If you do it on a, on a 
uh, points per 100 possessions. He's right. exactly the same as Carl Anthony Towns this year. Right. He, no, he's I, been, no, I was talking to Dre on the radio about him versus Towns versus uh, the Greek freak. Who, you know, I was like, who's going to get more Hall of Fame votes between those three? Because they're all so young. So young. And, and they're so dominant already. And he, you know, he said one, Town, Anthony Towns, and, and two, um, Porzingis, three, um, you know, Giannis. But, uh, you know, they're all crazy ceilings because of, of just the, you know, they're all just freakishly talented. I mean, especially Porzingis is like 7'3". It's, it's crazy, yes. Like he can shoot three or he's only going to get better shooting threes. And he's – all these offensive rebound dunks. Yeah, he, he's, he looks great right away. I was I'm, – I'm shocked. And you I got him late in an NF – whatever it's called, NFFC version of basketball, yeah. and he's been, he's been terrific. He's like a top 30 fantasy player. Yeah, right. And he's not even like – they're not even crushing – he doesn't get that many minutes, right? It's like 32 no. a game or something? Yes. Not, yeah, not even. All right. All right, let's move through these. Uh, we got Detroit is now a pick at St. Louis. They were actually underdogs before last week. Go ahead. I, I don't have a feel for this, but l- let me hear your thoughts. I think Detroit's really good. I mean, they got kind of obviously oh, – well, dude. partially it was their fault, but obviously screwed in that last game, and now they have an extra extra rest. Um, let's put it this way. I, um, I have the Rams in my home uh, fantasy league defense, a, a league in which – Defense matters more because yardage against. So it can be very important. And um, I put in a bid tonight, hopefully no one listens yet, for, for Detroit, and I would make the switch. Uh, they, they've been playing really well defensively. Oh, and St. Louis is so vulnerable as an offensive team. I mean, all you could do is stuff Gurley, and it's a disaster. It's, you know. And Detroit's defense has been especially tough against the run recently. It's like the yards per carry is crazy low over the past five We're going to lose. We're going to lose in League of Leagues, dude. We're in trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, I just hope that we do not. But I'm going to be... I don't even want to think about it. Well, look at just this matchup alone. We have Gurley, terrible matchup, and, and Calvin and Hul- Johnson, and Julio. matchup. And Julio. Right. right. Oh, those three are all really – yeah, that's really we're, bad. We're, I mean, we're toast. You know, we would have been way, way better off not trading for Eli in that league and just going to Bortles or Carr on the waiver wire. Like, that's the thing. If you don't have a top – even the top quarterbacks suck. Like, Rodgers has been okay and Luck has been hurt. But, like, if you don't have really an elite QB, like, there's just no reason – to be wedded to Eli or one of those Matt Ryans or any of those guys. There's just no but, reason because yeah. there's going to be someone who emerges that's just as good. Well, I admit that it's especially crazy, the injuries this year, but I, I preach wait on quarterback every year as, I mean, obviously that's not revolutionary by any stretch of imagination. I'm but I hope you... luck earlier, one of those guys who's really good, but, and, and this year was not a good year to do that, obviously, because Rodgers hasn't been great and neither's luck and luck's been hurt. But I just think that the real takeaway is don't, you know, and, and this Six, guy, five, J.J. Zacharyson, four. tweeted this, and I agree with him. Just never attach yourself to those mid-level ones, those mid-rounders. I mean, Eli's okay, but it's like attaching yourself to Eli every week when Bortles has a better matchup or Carr or Tyrod Taylor or Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. I mean, this is just crazy. Yeah, totally agree. I hope, yeah, I mean, I hope people do talk themselves into going quarterback early again next year. I mean, I understand that Luck and Rodgers will probably bounce back, but – but uh I, I, I like to wait till at least right. rounds. There won't be anyone going early. On. I mean, the earliest QB is going to get taken. In like It'll be Cam in like the fourth round or something next year. That'll be interesting if that's true. You're pro- hmm. Interesting if you're right about that. But um, I like uh, – Roethlisberger will go early too, but those two. Yeah, Roethlisberger is a monster. Um, I'll go to Detroit here. I mean, why overthink this? They've just been by far the better team recently. I know they're on the road, but 
Got uh, a little St. Louis vibe. St. Louis at home. Um, so bad. Team. The quarterbacks. It's just Ke- yeah, Case Keenum. They're Keenum, turning back to Ke- Keenum's bad, but he only really had that one game uh, in Baltimore where he's bad, and it's got to be better than Foles. I mean, Foles was just. You know, Keenum could turn into Brock Osweiler. You know, like it, it's just Foles was was Peyton Manning, and so it may just be like credible. And the St. Louis's D may just destroy. I mean, Stafford is still Stafford. Who would you start if your if your fantasy season depended on it uh, defensively between these two? If it if it could could result in a lot of points and yards against. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's fifty fifty. I mean, I could I could see Detroit. I'm not I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I don't think it's a okay. slam dunk. It's a okay. pick'em game in St. Louis's building, and they do have a decent defense, and they do get after the quarterback. And Stafford, I do like the offense coordinator um, in Detroit. I think they've they've not been so cowardly lately they've been opening it up a little which is good well it's funny you say that well everyone makes loves you know jim bob cooter is the yeah. funniest name ever possibly right. but it's funny that you say they've been opening up but from what i understand why they're the, part of their big improvement is that they've just pass protected a lot better and left in more more protection which is and and stafford looks really good at times to me against really good. but it was against I mean, philly which is just like they didn't even show up against winston or him and then what was last week against green bay and and it was you know, they won the His game. defense has been pretty good this year. He like sits back there when he has time. Like maybe no. it's just as simple as that. Like like the, the the percentage of two tight ends versus versus not results in better protection. Well, and it's so it's so interesting to me that like coaching can be that different. It's like our, our perception of, of Matthew Stafford is he good at football or not? And a simple change like that is like, wait a minute, maybe that's all the difference more so than even like a, a number two or number three wide receiver. It's so true, though. Quarterbacks, it's so circumstantial. We think of running backs as circumstantial, like Gurley can't get going, but we know if he were on, you know, say the, you know, the, the Packers. Any other team. Or, or the, well, not even the Packers, but, yeah, just like on the Patriots with everybody healthy or on, on a really good team, he would be a monster, right? But quarterbacks are situational, too. I mean, look at Brady at the beginning of last year. The four games, he was one of the worst QBs in the NFL. That's Tom Brady. He's the league MVP this year probably, right, or arguably. You know, this is – it's just so crazy that even Brady can suck that much under bad circumstances. So, you know, obviously Stafford can suck if his circumstances aren't good. But, you know, he's had a lot. And no, look, at your, you, you, you argued about Derek Carr's YPA. Now, of course, there's going to be natural progression, but you get him Michael Crabtree. You get him uh, Amari Cooper. Cooper. And it, all of a sudden he's like everyone's the talk of the league is the next big thing. Right. And, and so that makes a big difference, and it, you just really see court. I mean, look at Nick Foles. I mean, he has one of the most efficient, productive seasons of all time in 2013, and now the guy is not even fit to be a backup in the NFL. I mean, it, it is really situational, and these QBs, it, it's, so, it's not always about them. And Stafford clearly has the physical tools to be great. It's just, you know, mentally, is, is, is he just bad? Or, but he's also been around a long time, right? He's been – a pretty good situation for a long time. He had Calvin at his peak his whole career, right? Totally, so, totally. So, totally. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to argue that his situation was that dire. Now, he had some terrible coaches, but, you know, I don't know. It, it is, you know, it's, it's an open question. I, I, I'm not committing to this either. I could see taking either side. St. Louis is contrarian. They're at home. Um, Keenum's got to be better than Foles, certainly not worse. And um, I could see it either way. All right, let's move on. You, you like Detroit, obviously. Okay. Uh, we got San Diego plus 10 at KC. You got a feeling on this one? Well, this is the best example of the situation in which we were just speaking of. With, um, you know, is Phillip Rivers one of the three best quarterbacks in the league or, you know, if, if he suffers some injuries? 
on the offensive line and wide receiver, and then he's useless in fantasy leagues at times. So, And conversely, Alex Smith, you get him Jeremy Macklin, and, you know, a lot of people hate him. I get it. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball down the field very much, but he never, ever turns the ball over. He's really good at football. I wrote this in my last uh, in my column Monday night, or sorry, Sunday night. I think if you started a franchise, Alex Smith would just simply have to be one of the first 20 people taken right now. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that's crazy. I, I, I think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's bad, but I just think that, like, it's got to be valuable replacement, right? So, like, the top seven quarterbacks are obviously so huge and so difference-making, and, and the next three or four, maybe two. But as you get into, like, the 19, 20, 21 range, like, yeah, like, those guys are more – if you have the worst quarterback, having the 21st is, like, better than having J.J. Watt, right? You'd rather have, like, the Alex Smith and some average defensive lineman than the 32nd best quarterback and J.J. Watt, right? I mean, you would. But the thing is, it's not that hard to get Alex Smith, and it's very hard to get J.J. Watt. So you'd rather take your chances with the with the J.J. Watt scenario and just kind of shuffle through QBs till you find the, the 15th or the 18th best one, like the Bills getting Tyrod Taylor. Like, that's all you need, right? You don't need to get someone great. You just need to get Tyrod Taylor, and you're okay. It's well, Tyrod Taylor might be really good. Well, he might be really good, but I'm saying, you know, right now we'd say he's like the 18th best QB, right? I mean, to own. I mean, if you're starting a team, it's like you want Mariota or do you want Tyrod Taylor? Obviously, Mariota if you're right. starting a team. Okay, do you want Derek Carr or Tyrod Taylor? Uh, Derek Carr. Okay, but it's close. I mean, it's close, but it's you could probably name 15 guys that you're going to take ahead of Tyrod Taylor if you're starting a franchise. Right. So anyway. Okay, well, and I understand that part of the argument, too, is you don't want a middling quarterback because you'd rather bottom out and get, like, some franchise well, guy. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying let's just say, you know, we were playing for, you know, let's just say starting a franchise in terms of, we don't, you know, if, you're, if your team has a great defense, a middling quarterback can win you a Super Bowl, right? So you don't want to just – we're not assuming anything else. I'm just saying if you're starting a team, I'm definitely going to take a lot of position players ahead of the 19th best quarterback, put it that way. Interesting. I think quarterback is just so important. I, I don't it know. It is so – look, again. He I hasn't would, thrown an interception I would rather have – if you and me were just, like, betting for this season whose team's going to be, do better, I would rather have Alex Smith and an average offensive lineman than – you know, Nick Foles and J.J. Watt, right? Because it, the quarterback's so important. But you talk about building a franchise, it doesn't matter because I'm going to get rid of Nick Foles and I'm going to cycle through quarterbacks until I get an Alex Smith, right? Whereas J.J. Watt is like once in a generation. Well, yeah, J.J. Watt, yes. J.J. Watt is an unfair comp- I would ra- I would take J.J. Watt in the first 20 picks. No, but what I'm saying is I would rather have Alex Smith and a scrub than Foles and J.J. Watt if we're just talking about winning this year. Witness you. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously we, I'm, we saw I'm affirming what the importance of the quarterback, but I'm just saying that I got you. I got it's easier you. Yeah. to get an Alex Smith than a JJ Watt, even though Alex Smith is more important compared to like the crappiest QB in the league. Right. Yeah. But you don't, okay. you know, you can get Tyrod Taylor. They just got him. Yeah. And he was like a practice squad quarterback yeah. for a while or something, but yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the exception, not the rule though. I mean, I don't know. I think Alex Smith's a little underrated. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, put. I mean, you know, they're all in the same kind of level. Alex Smith has never had Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker throw to. Yeah, but, he but has not thrown an interception. They're in the same step- general level. Flacco, Alex Smith, Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, they're all sort of in that same mediocre. Okay, you know, Cutler probably goes in that category. They're all kind all of right. there. All right. Right. I, mean, I, I just I just think uh, Alex Smith has, has been generally underrated because of uh, his lack of weapons around him and how he's been used. 
the more I think about it. He hasn't thrown an interception since September. He runs. He's very athletic running the ball. Uh, I just think that it's underrated how, how how much he lacks committing turnovers. And now that you get give him Macklin, you know, it was YPA 10.1, 8.5, 7.4 the last three weeks. I don't know. I just think he can be. Yeah, but against the Chargers, better. against the Bills, against, you know, it wasn't like they weren't playing like. He went know. nuts against the Colts in that playoff game, and he was a play away from making the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Yeah, but that 49er team then got to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. Right. I mean, look, it's very hard to argue because football, everything changes so much. But I'm just saying, I mean, there's so many QBs out there. I mean, you think, I mean, you think Alex Smith is better than Andy Dalton? No, no, right. no, but no. Andy Dalton was nobody a year okay, ago. So you're, you're a I, okay, well, when I say he would be taking the top 20 picks, I probably am, am, am saying that, you know, there are 15 of those would be quarterbacks. Right. But I'm just saying, once you get out of the, you know, even the Andy Dalton and Palmer and those guys, once you get past like the top 10 or 12, you know, then you got to look at Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, JJ Watt. And then you got to look at, you know, some defensive linemen and some, and you gotta, you, you, you've got to look at some great other players because I'm not, I'll just, we can do this draft. Okay. And as we get into like the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I'll be like, I'll take Brian Hoyer, you know, <laughs> just because, because I've got the stacked team of wide receivers and pass rushers and cornerbacks right. and I'll take Hoyer and you'll have Alex Smith instead of, Odell Beckham, you know what I'm right. saying? Right, and I want to be clear. Obviously, we're not talking about fantasy, but and also, you know, he never gets hurt. But I understand what you're saying. He may be way more efficient when you do some sort of real YPA, counting lack of turnovers and running yards, and if you were to aggregate that into one stat, never gets hurt ever. Yeah, that's true. He's been very durable. Well, he did get hurt the year that uh, Kaepernick took over, but he would have come. Well, back. no, he would have missed like one game. Yeah. I was at I was at Kaepernick's uh, debut at Monday Night against the Bears. Um, Jason Campbell started for Jay Cutler, who was also hurt, and uh, it was performance based, though. You know, Smith would have returned a week later. Right, right. No, that's right. Um, okay, let's move on. Obviously, his upside lacks. Don't get me wrong. He can't throw, you know, he does not throw the ball deep, but I'm just saying now you give him Macklin, and suddenly he's, he's you know, putting up bigger numbers. It's like, well, interesting. What if you put him in a system with another good player? I mean, I know Kelsey's been underused as well, too, and Jamal Charles has arguably been one of the best running backs out of the backfield, but. I don't know. I'm just kind of the conclusion watching him that uh, that he's been a bit underrated. Right. Okay. I'll buy that. But I'm still not taking him in the top 20 overall picks if I'm starting okay. the team. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So, anyway, 10 points, San Diego yeah. Kansas City. I mean, the obvious is just Kansas City. They beat him like 33-3 to in San Diego. Now it's cold in Kansas City. Rivers still doesn't have – he's got a hobbled Antonio Gates. There's no Keenan Allen. I don't know if Malcolm Floyd's playing. I don't think it matters. You know, his running game sucks. His offensive line's in shambles. The D is disastrous. Casey's on all cylinders. Why isn't this line 14? And, and Inman and Stevie Johnson both left her. Right. I mean, this is just this is terrible. And it's not like Rivers can make plays with his legs. There's just no way out of this problem. Yeah. I mean, I was actually kind of leaning towards still <laughs> taking the points because it just seems like Kansas City isn't a team that, you know, puts up a ton of points when they're, when they're ahead. But, man, they played so well recently so you're leaning toward giving them i mean it's so it's so sucker it's so square to take kansas city here in a divisional game i have uh, one of my guys uh, ben mankowitz who i do the uh, videos with uh, yes. for tyt he told me that he read something that the second time divisional teams play it's a it's like a sure under like and he's been betting he said he won six bets in a row doing that because they know each other and that favors the defense i guess both defenses 
And so it's just an under situation when, when they, but this could be under like 30 to three, just like 33 to three was the first one, you know? So you know, that's a sort of a separate thing, but it was just an interesting, uh, interesting note. I buy that actually. I do buy that. And it seems like Super Bowls, two teams unfamiliar with each other, some cr- crazier stuff. Seems right. Maybe that just sticks out in your mind because it's a Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I do buy that. The more familiar you are with personnel and even probably more importantly, scheme. Look at Dallas Washington, that game. You know, it's just so ugly. Yeah. So to, to, to be honest, what I wrote down, even though you make compelling points, and I just went on a five minute or 10 minute diatribe about Alex Smith, um, on staff picks, I'm probably going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I got to think about it. It's just so obviously the sharp play to go Chargers and the square play to go KC, right? Because who's going to, what normal person is going to take San Diego? What like average better who's looking at this is going to take San Diego? Right. But yeah. they suck. <laughs> but I, <laughs> took, I took Jacksonville minus four against them and I was wrong the other, you know, two weeks ago. Right. Right. I tried to talk you out of that one. Too. I know. It was stupid. Laying points with Jacksonville is stupid. But anyway, okay. Well, I, I can't decide on that one yet. All right. New Orleans plus three and a half at Tampa. What do you got here? I um, I don't like this game either way, but I'm going to, again, go to the Saints. I know they're they're way worse on the road, but and as much as I hope my Bucks offensive players explode against you in the Stopa League, um, you know, this is a divisional game. Really, the, the Bucks are more than a field goal favorite here, so give me the Saints. Yeah, I, I think it's probably smart, but New Orleans really is bad on the road, and their D is, I mean, nobody plays D like the Saints. You know, it's really, it's amazing. There's no team in the league like that. It's atrocious. And the Bucks stopped the run, but Breeze should light them up, but outdoors, you know. I, and I think, three and a half means less than an over-under that's 50 and a half. Yeah, although field goals are still a denomination that's important. You know, it's, yes. it's not just cumulative. It's, it, it is a, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about it. I'm not, I'm not strong on this one. I got to think okay. about it. Uh, okay, skip that one. We got Indy plus 10. I'm oh, sorry, Indy pick. <laughs> what does that pick 10? What does that say, pick 10? No, no, it means minus 10 as in the juice. Oh, right. My, I was like, what the hell? I was like, Indy plus 10. Oh, still. No, I mean, give me Indy. Yeah. Give me Indy. But Indy sucks. I mean, Indy's terrible. But they're pick them at Jacksonville, meaning Jacksonville's not even getting the respect of being favored over the Mad Hasselbeck Colts. Yeah, no, I, I like the Jacksonville, and I would use them in super contests, actually. Um I know uh, the Matt Hasselbeck story was nice, but uh, and, and losing in Pittsburgh, there's nothing you know wrong about that. But Jacksonville is surprisingly you know pretty good team if you think about it. Like in fantasy terms, you, you would rank Yeldon kind of high. I like Bortles this week. You'd rank every every single across the board right play ahead. I mean you. I mean Allen Robinson top three wide receiver. Allen Hearns is back. Julius Thomas. I mean their defense. I would rank every single possibility ahead. It's a, I mean, maybe that is that stupid way of looking at it, but in the pick them, I, I don't know. Yeah, right. If it were Jacksonville minus three, I'd think about it. I'd probably still take Jacksonville, but I'd think about it. I'd be like, oh, you know, they're pretty even, these teams. I know India has a better record, but, you know, it's not like they're – but in a pick them, I think at home, you got to take Jacksonville. Yeah, okay, okay. agreed. And then we got Tennessee plus seven at the Jets. Um, now, Revis, expect to be back in this one or not? I think it's still up in the air last I read. Because that's big, right? Because the Jets without Revis are one of the worst defensive uh, against the pass. Why, defense. though? But why, though? They're facing Doriel Green-Beckham? No, I'm saying they are one of the worst. I'm not talking about the opponent. I'm saying without Revis, this is a terrible pass defense. Right, fair enough. I, my point was just that it's not like there's like, you know, one, you know, it's you know, Julio Jones or something. Like, it's, it's a well, team. I mean, but Mariota's playing well, throw. and he gets, he got, you know, Kendall Wright's back, and they've got Doral Green Beckham, and they've got Delaney Walker. And if their D is that bad without Revis, I think they're going to move the ball. 
Yeah, okay, fair enough. They're just overall, you're they saying. They cannot run, though, and, and the Jets don't allow them. I mean, they're just going to be throwing every play. I kind of like Mariota as a sleeper uh, daily guy because I just think they're going to be throwing every play. Yeah, no, I do too. Um, I actually will take the points here. I, the Jets are, who knows, they, they, they've looked really good at times this year, and, and obviously the two receivers put up points, but um, the Titans have defended the run better. So, um, yeah, Mario looks he's really good. Anytime you have like a really good quarterback, like the YPA advantage, like I'm not really willing to, to give seven points against that. Yeah, I mean, the Titans D sucks. Fitzpatrick could light them up, but they may play it a little conservative and just kind of win this, you know, like 23 to 17 or something like that. I'm going to take Tennessee, I think, too. You know, Mariota's 87-yard uh, run last week was more yards than Eli Manning has in any season during his 12-year career. Well, that doesn't surprise me because Eli is – I've seen him scramble like five that's times. That's one play versus, you know, 16 – you know, Eli Manning stayed remarkably healthy himself too. That's, yeah, Eli Manning's tough. What's funny is like Peyton, like I can't stand Peyton. He's such a shill and I just can't – and it's like so embarrassing that he's like trying to get back involved. Like he's just retired just like Kobe. And he and Kobe are like sort of dueling for like what's the most embarrassing farewell tour where, you know, you should just leave – Dude is super tough. I mean, you know, I mock that dude, but he's way tougher than any of us. <laughs> he takes so many beatings, has played through so much stuff, probably can't even turn his head after the neck surgery. You know, it's just so funny. Like, he just he seems like such, you know, a Weasley. I, I just don't like him. He says all the perfect stuff all the time, but he is obviously tough, and, and obviously Eli is too. He accepts some money from some products that you might not personally endorse. No. I, mean, I, I just, I really, I don't want to go on a 20-minute rant because we've been doing this podcast for so long, but it's just... You know, to be a multimillionaire and to be, like, selling Oreos, like, when there's, like, an obesity epidemic. I understand. Look, if you're some commercial actor and you're making 50 grand on a national campaign for Oreos and nobody knows who the hell you are anyway, go nuts. Knock yourself out, right? You need the money. It's not going to make a difference if it's you or someone else. But if you're, like, some dude who they obviously are paying big money because people respect you and will do what you say, don't do it. Just say no. I I mean, obviously, it should be legal, but just say no. Just have a little little conscience. I, I understand. Do you agree or you just understand? No, I, I agree because it's obviously going to matter more too. You doing it? I mean, yeah, like that's why they pay you. That. They know yeah, people will obviously that's you why say. you're paid more. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course, it's crazy to yeah. to to hawk McDonald's and stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah, and, and like Samsung, you know, they put me in that ad because they knew people were going to buy that phone when they saw me in it, right? <laughs> I, 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 clearly it worked. I, I heard you're getting residuals still. No, no, no. That ended a year ago, and I was this is the saddest day of my life, and I went to the mailbox every day waiting for that check, and they just stopped arriving. But it was amazing. Getting paid you for nothing. You got more than you, than you had ever hoped for, though. It was like 20 grand. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I had to share, I had to share with Rotowire. I had to share half of it. I had to share it because it was like their deal, and they put it together. But, I mean, I, Dude, agree, I agreed to. I didn't really have to, but it was sort of an, an agreement. You appear without speaking, unshaven, no, 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 uh, on, was, on a cell phone, like, for five seconds. Not, not even, even on a cell phone. I was, I was on a set the year before. I didn't even go in, like, to a studio and shoot anything. They just used a clip of me from the previous year. It was stuff I had already done. All I did was sign something giving them permission to use it. And I had no idea. And these checks started coming in. And it was first, like, 400 bucks. I was like, oh, sweet. It was like, and then it was like 1000 like, oh, my God, that's great. That was like 2700 2100 Like, these checks start coming in. I'm like, holy crap. This is like the greatest thing ever. It's like, yeah, so there's anyone who should be complaining about advertisements. It's, it's definitely you. No, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, I don't – first of all, I'm, I'm pretty sure that nobody bought the phone because of me. But 
uh, you know, but I'm saying that I understand how an actor who needed the money, if they could get in one of those commercials, it's like the greatest thing ever. But if you're a multimillionaire, you don't need to be selling bad products. And I don't have any real problem with the Samsung phone. I mean, you know, so you're going to buy a cell phone. I don't, I don't see a big deal about that. Right. A little different than, than the food. Like McDonald's. People. You don't need, you know, that's, right. that stuff's just killing the planet and people. All right. Um, so we're taking the, the Titans. Uh, then this is an interesting one. Okay. How about New England in uh, Houston laying three? What do you think about not, that? Not that it matters, but we're going a little off the, the this is flex. This is the Sunday night uh, well, game. Well, that's the order that they're in, you know. Yeah, I understand. Um, so uh, right, I, fine. You want to be like that? It's fine. Skip it. So move to Seattle, Baltimore. That's the other 10 a.m. game. They're, they're a little, I think it's a, the split is a joke, like 11, 11 early games and two later games. What I love about the early games is you never have to watch a commercial. You can keep flipping. And then in the afternoon, you're like, fuck, I can't get out of these commercials. But with, with, yeah, with no buys and only one Thursday game, two afternoon games, I mean, that's just, that's just terrible. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, all right, so Seattle, Baltimore. It's so weird, the, the order that they're listed in here. This is a, these are weird games, like the New England, uh, Houston, Seattle, Baltimore, both very strange games in my opinion. Um, it, what is it, minus six? I saw it as high as eight at one point. Or not. Yeah, this one keeps really jumping around. I don't know. I, I, I hear you on the biggest insider right now. It says six. So, um, I mean, whatever. Matt Schaub is throwing six pick sixes in, I mean, in, in his last nine games or whatever. I mean, why? How do you get away from the Seattle D in daily fantasy? Can you get away from them? I mean, can no. you pivot to the Chiefs and say, you know what, everyone's on Seattle. I'll just take KC at home against San Diego. Or I'll take Detroit or St. Louis or Chicago even. I mean, or do you just have to take Seattle because – there's no doubt they're going to just get like five pick sixes in this game. I, 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 I can't see not using them personally. So I, I, I would, I, I think you have to use them. And with what Russell Wilson's doing is just out of control recently. And I don't know what to make of Doug Baldwin. I got in a debate with Brad Evans today, not really a debate, but he, he, he thinks that like Doug Baldwin easily, you should start over Des Bryant um, this week. On our on our Yahoo podcast earlier this morning, and I was like, I'd still probably lean toward Bryant, but I I, I can see it. I know Baldwin has like six touchdowns over his last four games, but anyway, this offense is humming. Uh, there's an argument Seattle, you know, is one of the top. Obviously, they haven't played this way through the entire season, but they're probably an argument to be a top five team in the NFL right now. Uh, Baltimore has been bad even before losing Flacco, so I'm laying the points on the road. You're laying six. What if it goes? To, what if it's like seven and a half though? Because I may it might actually be your eight. That might, I guess that might be the difference because I don't, I don't love it. So that might be the, you know, crossing an important threshold of seven points. I just don't know how anyone would feel strong about this game. I just think this is weird. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's like this team that's rolling against a team that's got so many injuries, but good coach plays tough. I don't know, man. I, I probably, if it goes over seven, I'm going to take Baltimore. I just think it's going to be the right side at home. But if it's under seven, I probably take Seattle. I don't know. We got to, we got to see what it goes to. Okay, so then let's move on to the um, Denver-Oakland game. Another, This is like a shit. Denver just sucks. I hate Denver. Like, they're just so boring. It's like such a bad team now to watch. Just this boring-ass team, like 17-3. to that's, like the, that's what the score is in their games. Oakland to Denver, getting seven. Yeah, that, that, that seven was with the pick six. What's that? That was with that the was, pick six. Right. It could have been 10-3 against San Diego. Yeah, so it's not like Brock Osweiler's lighting it up. No, I mean, it's he, great he's not turning the ball over. That's very important, obviously. And, and Kubiak's but, like the biggest coward out there. He's just like Mr. Run the ball and play D. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to take a chance. Yeah, I um I don't feel strongly about this game. This is actually probably the toughest, the, the game that took me the, the longest time to come up with. So I'm actually going to just lay the points. I know Oakland keeps 
disappointing when I do back them and Carr's been much better at home. But um, yeah, a, a divisional game. I expect this to probably be fair. You know, keep it within a touchdown. You're taking Oakland. Yes. Yeah, I'd probably take Oakland too. Just an ugly low scoring. You know, Denver's going to win like 16 to 10 or something like that. Probably. All right. So now, how about Dallas plus seven at Green Bay? Who do you like here? Do you know that Dallas has allowed the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season? That's probably, uh, you know, it's, in it's, part. Well, it's their offense is really. In part, I mean, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first, they're good against the pass. They are. But it's also their offense just doesn't make anyone need to throw against them. Yeah. Um, but but Green Bay, oh, I feel like the spread, maybe when I first looked at it, it was a little bit more than this. Um, I thought it was over the seven. Um Ugh, Green Bay has been so shaky. I know they're typically so good at home. Ugh, I, I, I'll lean again toward just taking the points because in default, you know, on, on you know on that key number, I'd just rather go with the dog. But I, I think when I first looked at this, it was over seven. So you could talk me out of this. Yeah, I mean, this is another game I wouldn't touch. I, I think that the danger for Dallas is Green Bay's D, actually, just taking this right. game over. I mean, I could see Clay Matthews and those guys just destroying Castle and causing some turnovers and – once it gets out of hand, it's out of hand. I think Eddie Lacy, actually. I've I was going to say, you have Lacy and Stopa? Yeah. I think yeah, Lacey, he's going to go off. I mean, he's if gonna... he plays, you never know. I mean, Jesus, Mike McCarthy basically gifts a NFC championship game to the Seahawks, and there's zero repercussions. No one ever – he didn't get fired. No one ever said anything about it except me, you know. Maybe some Packers fans said some stuff. but Yeah, you're probably no, the only one, I think. There's no the consequences to him managing the most cowardly game in NFL history and gifting an appearance in the Super Bowl, which they could have won. They were one of the best teams in the NFL. They were as good as the Patriots. And Eddie Lacy breaks curfew, and it's this big deal. Man, the accountability among the, the players versus the coaches, is just it's just out of whack. It's just like a little microcosm of society. Like the, you know, it's always like the, the foot soldier that gets in trouble. It's never the general. But, man, it's just mind-boggling. That he can yeah, sit I have a bad feeling he's going to go crazy against me. Yeah, I think he might. I think he might. Uh, There's already been talk. He said he's. I think he's already out of the doghouse, and they're yeah. going to probably feed and him. And he's going to go crazy against Dallas's run. D. I, I'm going to take Green Bay here. I you think. know what? I'm taking Green Bay, too. Yeah. What, why is this only seven? You know what? I'm going to feel really pissed when I take Green Bay. They lose, and Lacey doesn't do shit. And I lose. No, the more I think about it, their defense, and you're it's right, the product of their the, – I think the D is the danger, and, and, and the running – I think Green Bay, because of the way they're structured, they're going to want to win with running and D, but it's going to work here. And Dallas just came off this crazy yes, emotional Monday night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually like Green Bay a lot now. The more Let's use them in the contest. No one's going to touch this game. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Green Bay for sure. Yeah, I do that all the time with my brother when we were actually good. When I was actually doing well at this, we would do that all the time. We would just like not know, talk, think about it, and then be like, no, now I'm big on this. Right. All right, let's go to the – this is another game I really think is weird, is New England with no – it's like handicapping games where, like, Gronk is out and, you know, like, there's no players playing. Edelman's out at New England's at Houston, who was really good until they got totally destroyed last week. I didn't get destroyed. They just – their D got destroyed. Um, I kind of have a lean here, but I want to hear you go first. Well, I don't have too much terrific analysis other than it's – Belichick and the Pats have lost two straight games and they're in prime time. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not a chance I'm not going with New England here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of thinking Houston because that Patriots offensive line is decimated and Watt, I think, it just, just caused havoc. And, I mean, Brady does get rid of the ball really quick and 
But LaFell sucks. Amendola is LaFell like, is terrible. Yeah, but like Keyshawn Martin was on the field the entire game. He had like more snaps than anybody, and he doesn't do anything. And then you've got, you know, Amendola is like a little dink and dunk guy. James White. I mean, this Texans D should shut, should, you know, I mean. Uh, but New England could shut down Houston, too. That oh, was totally. such a fluke, the oh. Patriots lost. What's that? It's such a fluke, the Patriots lost last, last week weekend. to Philly. Right. But Philly's D is terrible. You know, I mean, that was, this is different. I don't know. I got to think about this. On the road, too, the Patriots are so much better at home. I'm not sure. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to pass on this. All right. And then finally. Oh, I don't feel strongly, by the way. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I would never use that in Super Contest. Yeah, I don't feel strongly. But I, I, I could switch to New England. I'm not going to commit here. And then finally, um, this is a super long podcast. Holy shit. There's no one's going to listen all the way through here. I should just go on a huge rant just to make people listen. Um, Giants minus one and a half. At Miami, this was a pick a couple days. I mean, I looked at it. It's not one of those like picks before the game. And on Sunday night, it was a pick. Yeah. I mean, look, I go with the Giants every week. It's a homer thing, but I think Miami sucks. And I think Giants are just going to beat them. And I thought that about the Redskins a couple weeks ago and I was wrong, but Miami just blows. The Giants are going to win this game. Agreed. Um, uh, you have Eli Manning against me, I believe. And we also have him in the league of leagues. Well, I got to decide Eli or Bortles. I mean, obviously I'm starting Cam at home against the Falcons. But it's Eli or Bortles, and Eli's going, you know, he's at Miami, and Bortles is going against Indy at home. But I, I'm a little worried that they're going to – I don't know who to start between those two. And every time I look at the stupid uh, – what's the uh, fantasy pros rankings? That always messes me up. It's always a mistake. It's like just they don't know shit. The market doesn't know anything that I don't know. Sometimes I'll just look to be like, oh, who do they – you know, what does the market think? And then I'll pick like five guys I trust. Never you, dude. I'd always delete you from that. No, uh, sir. No, I add you in. There's like five guys I add in, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want people to not know, but uh, to know who I didn't use. But I'll add like five guys. It's not like comprehensive. I'll just pick quickly five dudes I know are good, and I'll just look at their averages. And either way, nobody knows shit. Whatever you know is as good as it's going to get. And people ask me fantasy questions that are like 50-50, and I'm thinking, you you, nobody knows the answer to this question. You just got to make a you just got to make a choice. You know, a lot of times on Twitter I say, you know, I have this guy ranked one spot ahead of the other, but, like, go with your gut. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think that's a cop-out. I think it's just the truth. Like, I, why would I claim – I know some people just want to have their decisions made for them, but that's disingenuous. Like, I, I'm, I'm being like I, – I think it's very, very close. So I would much prefer you win or lose going with your own gut than, than mine when I think it's a coin flip myself because so, I have to rank someone ahead of the other. Right. So totally, totally agree with you there. Um, the, the, the Giants last week, a couple things. That was uh, – so I have Josh Brown and Eli Manning in the NFFC league in which to make the playoffs. I was uh, – as I told you, I, I ended up losing by 16 points, and it just came down to points. And uh, I had Josh Brown and Eli Manning, as I said. And uh, that was the first kick. Uh, you missed all year, yeah. No, not just that. It was the first kick in – well, I, this is going to sound crazier than it really is. But in NFL history, in overtime to tie a game that was missed – Obviously, that has only been an opportunity for right, a couple for of years, a couple years now. But still, but right. The first time ever. So that would have been, you know, twofold. And NFC counts, like, which I love, like, you would have counted, like, 4.8 points because it was a 48-yard or whatever. And then we would have continued on, and I had Eli Manning and Josh Brown. So, like, I actually— But you still went to one because the Jets were going to definitely— I mean, they were so stupid to play for a field goal because the Jets were moving the ball easily. Unless the, the only chance they would have had was a shanked field goal to get back in, which could have happened, actually. Right, but I mean that was a—I believe that was a morning game, right? So I didn't—I didn't know what was going to happen the rest of the day for me. So like right. I was like very, very, you know, life or death with all these points. So I, 
I think I threw the controller and my wife told me to go in my other room, but I, I didn't. But um, that, that was frustrating. And this Giants team, I know we both backed plenty here, but still this, this Miami team had one receiver have more than five yards last week. And uh, Tannehill has just not been very good at football. So uh, give me the Giants who, who need to win more, whatever that means. That doesn't mean shit for them. I don't care how much <laughs> they need to win, dude. As a Giants fan, that is just there's no relationship. In fact, there may be an inverse relationship between them needing to win and how they actually play. All right. Well, I'm leaning toward that. I'll take it anyway. Yeah, okay. So we're good. We got our picks. I think we're going to Arizona, right? Although we don't. Can we get the Thursday in or not? Well, I'll see what we can do, but if you want to, then then sure. We can count it for now, sure. Okay, Arizona. Um, I think we both like Panthers, Pittsburgh, but not that strong. Um, I think Carolina is going to be in there. Yes. Um, I kind of like Cleveland, believe it or not. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't mind Chicago. I would use them. Okay, but I really like well, – we already decided on Green Bay as well. Oh, Green Bay. Okay, but then you really like um, Buffalo. Yeah, what was the other one you said? Did you say Steelers, you said? I said I could use them, but I'm not, I, I don't feel strongly enough. I mean, I, I, I like them getting three, but I don't feel like – Well, here, here, here are the three that I, that I kind of liked uh, equally. Buffalo, Lions, or Jags? I Jags? Mean, I, I mean, the Jags are the only one that I was just agreed with you on. Uh, right, okay. So, so Green Bay, Jacksonville. But again, I don't think agreeing is important. I think one person feeling strongly is better than agreeing. Don't compromise. Right, fair enough, but I mean, I was leaning toward them, so okay, okay fine. So we're so we're good. We got we got Arizona, we got Carolina. Are we taking Cleveland? Yeah, sure, sure. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Cleveland, and then Jacksonville, and, and Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. All right, done. All right, cool. It's just so much less pressure now that you know we're like Jay Cutler, like we don't care anymore. Pretty much. All right, all right, man. Thanks for doing this. It's a long ass one. This is an hour and. 20 minutes almost. Yeah, I know. Exhausting. Yep. We survived it. All right, man. Take right. it easy. All right. Later, Catch man. you next week. All right. See you. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.